Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro. Easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network in conjunction with the Sampson Family Foundation, striving to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. Now here's Ralph and your host, Mac McDonald. Welcome into Center Court on the Winner's Circle Network. I'm Mac McDonald, and I'll be joined by the host, Ralph Sampson, in just a little bit as we have a very special guest today, Antoine Bethea. You know, Ralph and Antoine's careers kind of mirror each other as far as how they overachieved and then all of a sudden uh, become foundation supporters and owners, I guess, would be the, the best word. You know, Ralph's foundation has done really well uh, over the past 25 years. I think uh, Ralph has educated over 25,000 kids just in his basketball camps alone. You know, a, a wide variety of special programs. And, you know, Ralph has taken great pride in, in, in telling student-athletes, this is the way you do it. You go to school, you get things done. Um, and, and Ralph's Basketball Academy's value of academic and athletic uh, compositions, you know, it really supports a lot of things that they do. And a lot of the Samson Foundation programs, you know, help through basketball, which is really a good thing. Well, Antoine Bethea is doing a lot of the same thing, which is really good. Um, but they went to Howard University. He was a sixth round draft choice in 06. He was the sixth best safety available at that time in that draft. And Tony Dungy was the head of the Colts at that time. And then as he, he, he signed his contract in July of that year, 06, and then all of a sudden became a starter in the Colts camp. And then it was just a dream year for Antoine. Uh, they end up in the playoffs. In his first playoff game, he picked off Trent Green. The Colts beat the Chiefs 23-8. In the second playoff game, there was Bethea again. He got a pick against the Ravens, um, and that was the AFC divisional round. And then the third uh, playoff game, they beat the the Pats in the AFC title game, thirty eight twenty four, taking care of New England uh, at that at that time. And Tom Brady. Well, it was the Super Bowl forty one where uh, the Colts end up, you know, beating the Bears. And it was uh, 29-17, I think, was the final score. And all of a sudden, Antoine Bethea becomes this, you know, basically an icon. And 
Tony Dungy is a firm believer in, in what he's got in, in Bethea as a safety or whatever. Well, on January 12th, 09, Tony Dungy retired, which ended Bethea's three-year tenure under Tony Dungy. And you'll hear uh, Bethea talk about Tony and how much he really liked him. And an assistant head coach, Jim Caldwell, retained Bethea as the starting strong safety along with free safety Bob Sanders. And Bethea and Sanders were, I mean, they were just... They were they were brothers back there in the uh, in the secondary, and I always liked that story about Jim Caldwell because I was with Jim Caldwell for a couple of years in uh, at Wake Forest, and and just really got to know uh, Jim and his you know his football mind. That's another story for another day. But anyway, so '09, and then uh, uh, going into 2010, uh, the Colts all of a sudden put a tender on Bethea. They placed a first-round $2.51 million tender on Bethea. He held out of organized team activities and declined to sign the restricted free agent tender. But on July 11, 2010, the Colts signed him, and he ended up uh, getting paid. At that time, he got a four-year, $27 million contract. It included an $8 million signing bonus. Not bad for a guy who was told he was too small to play, right? And then uh, Bethea just, again was just so good at that position. Um, Jim Caldwell named him the starting free safety in 2011 again. Now he's working with a guy by the name of Melvin Bullitt. In 2012, Jim Ursay fired general manager Chris Polian and vice chairman Bill Polian. And all of a sudden now the new GM, Ryan Grigson, decided to fire head coach Jim Caldwell. And then the Colts finished with a 2-14 and record. That is what happens in professional football, for sure. But as we move through the career of Antoine, he entered training camp slated as the de facto starter at Strong Safety. That was in 2013. And then defensive coordinator Greg Minuski officially named Bethea the starting Strong Safety to start the regular season. So what do we have? We have a career where Bethea now, uh, you know, gets a cup of coffee with a couple of other teams. The San Francisco 49ers. He ends up with the Arizona Cardinals. I think he was with the 49ers uh, 2014 through 2016. Then he plays for Arizona for a couple of years. And then the Giants on uh, in March of 2019, he signed with the Giants. In week eight, he, he, he forced a fumble. A wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, recovered the football. It was a loss, but it just showed that the, that the guy could still play. And then all of a sudden, on March 18, 2020, the Giants informed Bethea they would not exercise his contract option, making him a free agent. So January 7th, 2021, he announced his retirement, 14 seasons in the NFL. But he builds a foundation, and he becomes quite the story. He's our guest on Center Court on the Winter Circle Network. You will meet Antoine Bethea when we come back after this. The mission for the Samson Family Foundation is simple. We strive to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. The foundation promotes charitable and community input, educational development, health and fitness, and scholarship opportunities. The Samson Family Foundation's initiatives focus on patients with cancer, educational scholarship programs, and give students guidance in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. The Samson Family Foundation encourages limitless possibilities. Your financial support is tax deductible. To learn more, call 540-615-5097. The website is samsonfamilyfoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. Shoulder move. 
there by Brady to buy time. He goes deep, and it's intercepted in the end zone. It's picked off by Bethea, and the rookie's going to run out of the end zone. And he's going to get away with it. Now he's looking to lateral the ball, and Dungy's heart is no doubt in his throat, but he takes it back out to the 31. You're listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Once again, here's Ralph and Mac. Welcome into the Winter Circle Network. This is Center Court with Ralph Sampson, special guest today, Ralph. And all I'm going to do is give you a number to show you where this guy's spirit is. Uh, it's not a dollar figure, but <laughs> it's 209 and 200. He played 209 NFL games. He started 200 of them. Yeah, and a position where he's hitting guys. So, Ralph, I'll let you do the introduction. Man, Mike, I wonder what I wonder what happened to those nine games. You were hurt, you were sick. You, you, I mean, what, what happened to those nine games, man? I had time with that. I mean, come on, you, you you got all up, man. So what happened to those nine games? And um when I went there, they had two good safeties. So um those nine games we started in base where it was only two safeties on the field. Um and I would come in on the um in nickel. So it was just um personnel, personnel. You get it, it must have been politics because you obviously were better than they were. Nah, uh, nah, no. So, so one was the honey badger. One was the honey okay, badger. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. And then the other one was uh Tyvon Brain. So it was two good safeties. So, but majority of the time it was three safeties on the field. Um, and we did some good things that year. That's all awesome. Right, good. Antoine, did, get- you, did you enjoy your NFL career? I did. I did, man. Um, 14 years, you couldn't have told me that I was going to play 14 years in the NFL. Um, coming out of Howard, you know, it was just uh, – I wanted an opportunity, you know, opportunity to make the team and to be able to, to start uh, my first game, my NFL, my rookie year, and, you know, eventually win the, the Super Bowl that year. Then, like I said, going to play 14 years, um, I, I'll be lying if I say, yeah, I, that, that's the way I, I, uh, I thought about it and wrote it up. Wow, yeah, I mean, 14 years, that's a long time. I mean, one, we, we can ask all the questions, how you got there and whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, me as a, an athlete, like, I mean, aches and pains 14 years in the NFL, aches and pains of 10 years in the NBA. But what's the most special thing about you that got you to stick in the NFL? I mean, your parents, your background, your, your, where you live. How can we tell kids out there, what, what, what did it take to get to 14 years in the NFL? I would say consistency. Cause you know, and, and uh, you know, a lot of guys that play pro ball or and even women, you know, they come from different backgrounds, right? So you can come from a two parent household, one parent household. You know, I was never the the, the biggest, I was never the, the strongest or the fastest, but but I can say I was like one of the most consistent guys during my time, um, year in and year out, each game. Um, you knew what type of player you were going you were going to get. Um, you knew the type of production I was going to. I was going to give you. So just being consistent. So, you know, even the young guys, I tell them now, like the one thing that I can tell you to be, and you could, you could stick around a long time is, is if you're consistent. And then everything you do from waking up in the morning to going to bed at night to, to preparing yep. for the game, to eating the right food to whatever yep. you're consistent, you, you have a chance, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's it. You know, um, and I know I had a coach that always, uh, he always said he was, um, if you were a player, I need a play all the time or majority of the time. If you're a B player, I need that majority of the time. If you're an average player, 
I'll take that. But if you're a DNF, obviously you're not going to be on the team. But, <laughs> <laughs> but again, you know, uh, like you said, being consistent in everything that you do from taking care of your body to what you're putting into your body, um, just everything around the board. If you can be consistent, man, you'll, you'll be around for a while. I, I was told by my, my, actually my mother and father said, make sure you're 80% better than somebody's 100%. I'm like, okay, that was very profound when I was younger. Like if it's just, if I was, and the only thing I couldn't do was play the piano because my hands were too big, but she made me take the classes because she freaking paid for them. So, <laughs> and, the lady, and the lady said, Ralph, I mean, Sarah, that your son can't play the piano. So she told me that early on. I, I, never, I remember it now, but back then she kept saying the same thing. I didn't know why I was growing up, yeah. but I can hear that same thing. You. Somebody said, you know, Antoine, look, you got to be consistent in what you do. Antoine, the 06 season had to be so special, too, because you just break into the league and then it turns out to be a su the Super Bowl year, uh, yeah. a, a big win over the Patriots and then a win over the Bears. Um, what was it about the Super Bowl experience, the week, the hype, the media? Can you take us inside what that's like? Because, you know, not every player is going to reach the Super Bowl. What was that experience like? Uh, you know, my previous, four, my, my previous four years at Howard, I think our best record might have been six and five. Um, previous to that, in, in high school, we were talented, but weren't really good record-wise. So my first year, we go, I think we went 12 and four in the regular season. Like you said, we go to the Super Bowl. And just everything leading up to that is something that I've never imagined, nothing I ever witnessed. Um, you know, from the, the, the New England game, we consider that our Super Bowl. Um, the Bears... I forgot who the Bears played in the NFC Championship, but they played before us. And when we seen that they won, we was like, okay, this is our Super Bowl because we knew if we would play the Bears, we was going to win that game. <laughs> um, so, again, you know, from there to, like, the, 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 the week prior to going down to, to Florida, that preparation, um, getting the, the, the tickets – together for the family, getting the hotels together for the family. Like that's stuff that you really don't see, but it, it mentally, it takes a lot out of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, it does. It, mentally, it takes a lot out of you. So it's like, okay, what am I going to pack? Um, did I, <laughs> am I packing enough? You know what I mean? So it's just a lot of, it's just, it's a lot of stuff um, behind the scenes that, you know, you really don't know. And then as a, I was 22 years old, like I'm, I'm not knowing. So, and then from there, you know, you go, you go down to Miami and Miami is Miami, you know? Uh, so you go down there and like you say, you have the media day uh, after every practice, you got, you know, um, the reporters from all over the world asking you crazy questions. And then you have media. I think media day was on Wednesday. They asking you dumb questions that that has nothing to do with the game. That has nothing to do with the Super Bowl or even the sport so um but as you look back on it man like it was it was definitely a blessing so your gardener wants tickets the guy who cuts your hair wants tickets the guy who fixes your car wants to right you're getting a lot of ticket requests yeah i was but i i kind of already had it in my head who was gonna who was gonna make the trip with me so um that made it that made it that much easier yeah you gotta weed the list out quick on that no for sure for sure was it a game where you go back and watch it do you go back and, I mean, have you gone back? Have you watched it a couple of times since then? So the only times I really watch, watch the game is obviously around, you know, the beginning of February when Super Bowl is about to get played and they'll play those classics and they'll mm -hmm. have the game on and I'll sit and watch it. But I, I rarely just sit down and just pull the game out and just sit down and watch. 
I don't even watch that many NBA games today unless it's you know something that's going to be significant, right? Uh, yeah. So I, I still I still watch it as a fan. So I, I'm I'm happy that I can just I can sit back and just watch it as a fan, right? I mean, obviously sometimes you know, you know, I kind of put myself in in the in the game situation. Like, okay, what would I do here? What would I do there? But now just to be able to just sit back, grab a beer, and just watch the game. <laughs> right, right, right. Enjoy yeah, it, enjoy much, it. Yeah, it's much better than, you know, breaking down film and taking notes while you're watching it. So I do appreciate that part. You know, like right now, it's, you know, September-ish, et cetera, et cetera, going to October. My body's feeling like it's basketball season, mm-hmm. you know, over again mentally, right? I can smell the air changing. Yep. You know, it's uh, fall time coming. I don't know if you get that same feeling when it's time your, your, your mind or body feel like it's getting ready to go back to play at that certain time of year. August, like I guess the, the body's so, you know, in routine and so accustomed around this time, you know, the body's like, all right, I know I'm supposed to be doing something. We should be moving, but um, I definitely had that same feeling. Antoine Bethea is our guest, uh, former NFL safety and one of the really one of the greats to play the game, three Pro Bowls. And, and Antoine, that's got to be a position, though, that maybe a lot of people, they don't follow it, they don't see it that much. But to play safety, you've got to be one of the smartest guys on the field. Right. Yeah, no, no question. I think um, between the middle linebacker and the safety, um, got to be some of your smartest guys. Got to be vocal out there. You got to be able to see the picture. You got to be be able to um, dissect what's going on, what's about to happen, and um, and obviously you know help get your other players um, in position as well. Um, and I always say, you know, in high school they would say you know football players or athletes were were dumb jocks. I'm like. You couldn't be dumb to play sports, you know, just right. with just with the things that the things that go into being good at your sport. Um, it's no way you could be you could um you could be dumb, but playing that safety position, um, is definitely an intricate part of having a good defense. Well, on top of that, you gotta pass algebra. I mean, you know, yeah. hey, you gotta it's it's a lot of stuff that go into the game, like even it's it's a game of angles as well. Um, game of angles and a, a lot of things, man. So it, it's a lot of stuff that, you know, that's incorporated into the game of football. Before we go to Bragg, I got to ask you about what was your relationship with Tony Dungy? How, how, how much did you enjoy Tony Dungy? I enjoyed it. I, it was a gift and a curse, man, because walking into the league with, with Coach Dungy as my first head coach, and then after he left, Coach Caldwell was my second coach, right? So just having those two guys, they were they were very similar in a lot of ways. Um, you know, uh, whatever he whatever he taught, he walked it, and um, you rarely kind of find that in um, some coaches. You know, they might they might talk, but they they rarely walk it. Mm-hmm. So uh, to, to be able to have Coach Dungy at the helm and leading our team, man, it was it was an exciting time. Are you glad you're not involved in a 17 game season now? No, I'm, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, six, six, 16 was enough, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how them boys are going to be feeling in that that last that last regular season game. You know, it, it, it was a it was a fun time. You know, relationships and just experiences and just being able to play, play a kid's game in a, in, a, in a game that I love, you know, so definitely um, off the top of my head, I have to definitely say that the Super Bowl was by far my favorite moment in the league. This is Center Court, presented by the Winner's Circle Network in association with the Sampson Family Foundation.
Welcome back to the Winter Circle Network, and this is Center Court. Our guest is Antoine Bethea, one of the great safeties to ever play in the National Football League, a Super Bowl ring, three Pro Bowls, and uh, a guy who went through 209 games. Ralph, you've known Antoine a little while, right? I know nothing for sure. Uh, you know, Virginia the 757. I mean, there's certain guys in the state of Virginia that you, you would recognize, and his name is one of them for sure, that kind of ruled the uh, roofs and the uh, in the Virginia you know, football sports arena. So, but, you know, I want to talk about now after sports because, you know, we can talk football all day long and I know you get tired of it. And so do I sometimes because you talk about yeah. so much, but I would say, you know, you had upbringing and then you had college, then you had the sports, but all that taught you now who you are today. So tell me about all the great things you're doing. And I want to come straight from the horseman. I can pick and choose them, but I know there's a lot more I don't know about what you do and then why. Why, why do you give back? Why do you have the foundation? What's going on in, 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 in Charlotte or, or even in uh, the Virginia area? Yeah, um, you always, like you say, you can, you can talk about all the accolades and what you, you've done on the, on the court or on the field. But um, uh, philanthropy has always been, a, uh, been in my mind. You know, my parents, man, they would do a lot for um, people in their lives, uh, my friends that, you know, um, so just seeing them go out on the limb, um, when they didn't have to do it, it's just that's always stuck in my mind. So when I was able, you know, I started the, the Bethay Family Foundation and I really, you know, it just focused on um, going back home and, and whatever cities that I was playing in and just trying to help help those cities. And, you know, really back home in Newport News, Virginia, just um, experiencing the things that I've experienced, my friends experiences, experiencing the things that they've experienced, um, what we lack, um, what we need help on. Um, especially now today, you know, just dealing with some of the things that, you know, our, our young men and women are dealing with. Um, I said, hey, man, I could, I could step up and I could just do do a little something. So just being able to to give back, um, being able to put a smile on a, on a young man, a young woman's face or a mom and dad's face with just helping them out here and there. Um, I think that means more than, you know, winning a Super Bowl um, or going to a Pro Bowl just because I know I'm impacting somebody's life. What is it about the, uh, you know, because I think people out there, they always hear, you know, the, the 213, whatever, but the 757, right? I mean, you're talking about Alonzo, you, Iverson, you know, Pharrell. There's something in the water, which he, he created that whole whole thing, which I always get people on. What is it about that that grit of 757? Because I don't think people really understand that across the country, but it is something special there. Because we could go back, David Robinson, there's a lot of people out there at 757, even the state of Virginia, we got great athletes, but there's the mecca uh, of the athletic world, especially in that Newport News area. You know, you're trying to make a better, um, a better life uh, for yourself or for your family. And, you know, to stay out of those streets, this is what we do. We go play football, we play basketball, um, and then, like you said, like when you go back to J.R. Reed, Alonzo Mourning, um, Lawrence Taylor, Bruce Smith, yeah, yeah. like you can go down the line of just a lot of greats. And that's just like you said, in that athletic world. Um, but then on the entertainment side, you know, uh, Pharrell, Missy, Timberland, people that's made, that's made an impact on what the sports and entertainment world is, man. So um, and again, it's, it's one of them things where like per capita, like, you know, we're not a California, we're not a Texas or, you know, so it's, it's that per capita where we make a strong impact in whatever field that we go in. And I just think it's that pride um, that, you know, wherever we go, we're going to represent and we're going to rep uh, the 757. 
And the pride that you have is carried over. And I'm just guessing in in Antoine and getting ready for the interview is that you're always, you were an underdog. In fact, I think it says it on your website, right? The ultimate underdog. You were too short. You were too light. You couldn't, you're coming from Howard. You're a sixth round draft choice. Tom Brady has done a pretty good job being a sixth round draft choice, right? (laughs) So what, what was it inside you that just kept burning that said, Hey, this is what I want. This is the dream I have. Uh, like you said, you know, the dream that I had. And um, again, like I said earlier in the show, is like, you know, all I want is an opportunity. Like wherever I'm at, just give me an opportunity. If I get the opportunity now, what I do with the opportunity, that's on me. And again, I think that's when you go back to the 757. It's that it's that grit. It's that grind. It's somebody telling you what you can't do. Or I'm going to prove you wrong. So again, you know, that's just something that I took along with me. You know, I always consider myself as an underdog. And to not to be satisfied, but to be like, okay, like I've done what I needed to do. So again, you know, up to, you know, me going to Howard, like you said, being a six round draft pick, having that, that, that chip on my shoulder, like, you know, I need to, I got some naysayers and some haters that I want to prove wrong. Um, You know, it's just like, again, it's just that pride. When did the light come on? Was there somebody in high school, maybe an uncle, your mom, dad, whatever happened, brother, when did the light come on and say, look, you need to walk this path, follow that dream, and you'll be fine. You'll be successful. Who who saw it inside Antoine Bethea that he was going to be great? Man, it, I had a lot of good people in my corner, man. That's one thing I'm I'm, I'm blessed to say that I had. Starting, with, starting at home, my mom and my dad um, had an older – I had an older well, – I have an older brother who, um, who plays sports. Um, so, you know, looking up to – you know, looking up to him – and then, you know, as I progressed to high school, I would say one guy that two guys that really stuck out in, in my mind was um, two of my my football coaches. One name, uh, A.C. Cawthorn, he was my head coach. And then my defensive coordinator, Tracy Arad. Um, Tracy Arad was also my government teacher. Told me one day I played basketball in high school, too. And high school, I mean, basketball was my first love. And he told me one day, he said, look here. He was like, I see what you do out there in that football field. He was like, I'm not going to say you can go pro, but you definitely can go to college and um, you can go for free. And, you know, you could you could play the game for another four years. So that's something that always stuck in my mind. So uh, to this day, I talked to Coach Rod and I thank him for that. He hadn't met Spud Webb yet? I mean, you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, but, you know, AI is not that big either. He was a a hell of a football player for sure. I mean, he's not that tall, but he's a great football player. So, yeah, so so going back to, you know, that 757 in Mackinac, we all know and love that area, but uh, you had that that grit and that came from there. So I, I get that. So apply that to the business side. Give me what's next. What do you, what, you know, I mean, you got this foundation, family, I have the Samson Family Foundation, you have yours, which is great. We all do great things, but what's next? What are you, what are you trying to accomplish? Because what I know something's got to be motivating you, right? Inside, like, yeah. you know, because me, I got to have a goal. I got to have something to push for. If I don't, I'm like just sitting here wasting time, right? So I may as well just go and figure it out. I think for me, it's all about the legacy, the legacy yeah. that I live, that, that, that I leave, you know. So I have three, I have three children. So, um, creating something that that my family has never seen, you know. So again, that just can't stops with, you know. I'm retired now, did well with my money, but now it's like okay, being able to go out and venture into different things, right? You know, a business owner now. Um, I have a trucking business back home. Um, I have a restaurant back home, and you know, I'm interested in, into the uh, the VC world. So just doing those things and just um, 
you know, broaden my horizons, you know, just really tapping into different things that I never thought that I would be into. So um, being able to leave that legacy to my to my kids and um, what I'll be able to leave behind for them so they can have some for their kids and their grandkids. I think that's what it is about me right now is just being able to create that legacy. Um, you know, as we, we always talked about when we play the game, it's about that name on the back of that jersey, you know, and representing that to the to the utmost. Okay, restaurant where? What kind of food? Because you know, when I go down, you know, now that I got to stop by, come on, you got to give it up. What we got the Bethea burger? What we got in the restaurant? We got pretty. So it's a sports bar. It's a sports bar, and, and the theme is like we we um we notarize all the players that came through the seven five seven, right? So you're not gonna see a, a Peyton Manning. You're not gonna see a Tom Brady. You can see all guys that came from the 757 area. So in there, you know, we'll have you have your burgers, you have um, your your wings. Um, but then, you know, you have your, your we have some good salads. We have some um, some 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 good. We call them slamming Sammy's, some good <laughs> salmon bites. So you got a good variety there. So next time you're in the 75, man, you got to You got to stop by. <laughs> I'm going to stop by. Like I'm, I'm doing a restaurant in Charlottesville, and I got some of my mom's mac and cheese. So I know your mom got some good, good food somewhere there. See, look, I see that. I'm down. I hit the sweet spot, Mac. We, we hit we hit the mac and cheese. Yeah. We hit the greens. Antoine, I'll let you promote it. You might as well promote it. You know, we're heard. We're heard in Norfolk. Uh, our show is in Norfolk. So go ahead. The name of your, your sports bar is? Yeah, y'all check it out. It's called District 41 Sports Bar. 605 Pilot, Pilot House Drive. Um, you know, some good, some good music, good food, great atmosphere and great energy, man. So y'all check it out. Please tell me you don't have karaoke night, please. <laughs> we don't have karaoke <laughs> night right now, but we've been asked to implement that night. So we, we might have to do that. Ralph, the owner wants to sing. That's, that's all there is to it. The owner yeah, wants I, to I, I, I'm, I'm going to be nilly vanilla. I'm going to lip sync. I, I can't sing a <laughs> note, but I'm going to lip sync for you. That's about it. Again, you know, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to come out here and just just do a little something for the city. Like <clears throat> Councilman Harris said, you know, I have a lot of things in mind um, that I would love to do, but hopefully this is just first of, of, of many courts that we can we could put around the city and let our youth go out um, like I was able to do when I was growing up to get out on these courts and, and, and move around, play around, and also. Um, again, like we said, we can all come together, we can laugh, and we, we can really enjoy what Newport News is all about. The Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation present Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball star Ralph Sampson. Again, here's Ralph and Mac. Welcome back to the Winner's Circle Network, and this is Center Court with Ralph Sampson. Our guest is the great Antoine Bethea, 13-year NFL veteran and uh, Antoine, you were talking about the book and as a two-time Walter Payton Man of the Year. What was your book about? Um, it was about betting on yourself, um, betting yourself inside the mind of the ultimate underdog. Um, and really just how I consider myself as that underdog and um, just some of the lessons that I've learned along the way to get me um, to not only, you know, 14 years in the league, but also um, just in life, life experiences and after football. I just uh, released the deluxe edition. Um, a couple months ago, and um, if you want to purchase it, you can get it at www.antoinebethay.com. Yeah, we'll put it out there in social media links when we get the show out there, but show everybody out there can go pick up the book, check it out, and you know, I'm sure you'll get some tidbits and nuggets uh, on how to keep your grit live and uh, how to stay focused and stay structured. So I'd love everybody to get that out there for sure. Well, well, here's what's interesting with you two guys. I mean, your foundations are almost identical. 
Antoine's foundation is doing a lot of the same thing for kids. And, and really, Antoine, you've gotten involved in a lot of really good causes, prison reform. You, you built the basketball court at, at, at Denby and Newport News. And, you know, just you, you've, you've had your football camps and you've, you've dabbled in almost every form of charity there is. So you don't stop giving back, do you? Man, I try to do my do my part. You know, that's all I try to do, just do my part. Um, again, being able, being afforded this platform, um, I got to do right by the, by, the, by the people, man. And, um, you know, I have a voice. I'm going to use that voice. I have a platform. I'm going to use that platform. And, um, again, it's about, you know, leaving that legacy and, you know, reaching back and, and, and helping. Yeah, we'll get, have to get together there, uh, back down there and do a basketball camp outside on the court with a football camp going at the same time and and uh, help kids out there. So we, get, we just got to find a baseball player, right? We got to find a baseball guy, so we good. <laughs> Ryan Zimmerman like might uh, Ryan Zimmerman might uh, donate his efforts for a for an all sports camp. You know, <laughs> all sports camp. We got to get it done. Antoine, when you look at things that you know to to get involved, just like a football team in a front office, you've got to build a, a great team around you. Um, how do you select the people that are in your circle? And when you were growing up and selecting your friends, I mean, did it go hand in hand with what you've done with your foundation and, you know, really the people you grew up with? Yeah, man, I think it's um, for me, I'm not going to say it's easy, but I look at it as like, you know, I need like minded people. Right. Um, regardless of skin color. But I need people that's that's on the same path that I'm on, you know, mm -hmm. the same trajectory that I'm on. Um, and obviously I need people that, you know, that's, that's had different experiences as well. Um, obviously, when you can come to a table with people that's had that has different experiences, but you know, um, the, you guys have a common goal. I think you can go a, a, a long way with that. And you know, just as far as to piggyback on the friendships, I think the friendships were were very important to me. Um, you know, to this day, you know, I have a lot of friends that you know we, it's twenty plus years of friendship. That's hard to find out, you know, the athlete because sometimes when you're up or you're down, you you get someone that's uh, a friend, but they're only there for the for the good times, right? They're not there for the, the bad times as well to pick you up as well, and not to tell you, you know, that your shots off or you you're not performing. Hey, get yourself in gear. What I got, I got three or four friends that way. The rest of them kind of just faded away, right? So you know who's true and not very quickly in the game of sports, right? Because they don't stay around just for the for the struggles for the sweat, you know, and then you got a guy that stays around while you're sweating. That, that's a, that's a true friend. So we have athletes yeah. to understand that at the, at the friendship. I mean, me and Mac been know each other for over 40 years. So we started this show, came back and connected and it's like, we never stopped, you know, four years ago. So that's true friendship as well. So I, I definitely appreciate it out there. So you young people out there, when you got somebody beside you, make sure they're a true friend for sure. The interesting thing too, uh, Antoine, about your foundation, which I think is really neat, you met with the, you know, you, you met with the governor, was your interest in prison reform and reducing prison population. How were you able to do that or at least tackle that issue? How did your foundation tackle that issue? Man, it was just one of the things that I was just uh, interested in, mm -hmm. um, you know, coming, you know, growing up in the seven five and just, you know, having friends go through the system um, but then just sitting back and just, you know, reading the stats of how many black and brown people are in the, you know, that's, that's in, um, in prison, um, the nonviolent offenses, um, you know, the, the men and women that are in, in prison, um, and the length of sentences. So it, it was just a lot that, 
you know, when you look at it, it's like, this is crazy, right? So it was one of those things where I was um, granted an opportunity to, to go up to some jails and um, talk to some officials and just really um, give insight of, you know, again, having that voice of how, how people feel, you know, um, especially like the black and brown community that we really take a hit for that. And mm -hmm. then, you know, having a, having a really good friend, one of my best friends that was incarcerated, um, a nonviolent uh, crime and just listening to some of the things that he was going through, you know, working enormous hours <laughs> a week and getting paid $5. Like that's modern day slavery. If you ask me, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it Things that, um, things that you know just didn't sit right, sit right with me. You got involved with um, families facing eviction as well as part of your foundation. You're helping kids. You're helping, you know, people. So what? What was that all about as far as your foundation? You know, again, just looking up the statistics around the seven five seven and just how many people were facing eviction. Um, so you know, we did a campaign um, where we you know we asked people to donate if it was a dollar or whatever the case may be. And, you know, I was able to, um, to donate some, some funds of, um, of my own mm -hmm. and uh, we were able to help a bunch of families. That's um, awesome. and, and so it was a beautiful thing. And just being able to, you know, um, hear those stories where mom could, you know, uh, pay her rent or the dad could pay his rent, um, to keep his, his or her family together, man. It was just one of them things that I just felt like it was a no brainer. Antoine, when you were this, this will go full circle too, because to go back to your football career and with a foundation that's been so impactful, were you a emotional sideline guy? Were you a fire up guy? Were you, <laughs> <laughs> you're shaking your head. No, I was not, you know, it was, um, obviously it, it comes times where you have to be that guy, but you know, it would have to mm. be like, it would have to be something really serious for me to be on the sideline yelling or trying to, you know, uh, hype my hype my teammates up. But um, honestly, man, I really don't like those guys, man. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's something about those guys I, I really don't trust, man. You know, I, I, <laughs> the the you just, the fire up guys might have a little fake in them. Is that what <laughs> uh, a little bit? But, you know. They got a little something. They got a little something. How about the guys it's that? Tough. How about the guys that talk all the junk? Were you a junk talker between the lines? Huh? I wasn't. You don't get me wrong. Like it were times where you know <laughs> I would you know, get get into a back or forth, but um, I appreciate the guys that do talk junk. You know, as long as they can back it up. You know, I appreciate that. I like to hear it. You know, I like to laugh at it or whatever. But I just wasn't one of them type of guys. I was just gonna go out there and do what I had to do. <laughs> Do you remember one of the funniest lines that some guy said to you? You know, I really didn't have too many guys that that really said too much to me. But being able to hear other guys trash talk amongst one another, or mm -hmm. you know, my team going at it with another guy, um, that was that was always always good to hear. Uh, I was talking to Steve Smith not too long ago, and just. I was telling him about one of the stories that we were playing against each other. He said something to one of my guys and like one of my guys, he didn't say anything back. And I was kind of taken aback from it. I was like, <laughs> can't let this grown man talk to you like this. Like, you <laughs> like that's when I was like, you know, I kind of stepped in or whatever. I was like, bro, like you, you, you can't do that. You can't do that. Cause I'm like, Steve, he gonna come at you for the rest of the game. So you got to stand up for yourself. But, 
like just those type of stories when you go back to guys and and laugh and joke about it. All right, before we before we let you go, because you know wearing the Colts horseshoe and the you know being in the Indianapolis organization, what kind of guy was Peyton Manning? Was he a true leader? A true leader. Um, everything that you ask for in a leader, you know they call him the sheriff, but you know way he came in prepared week in and week out, um, the way he practiced, um, and being the best player on the team, you know guys had to follow that. So he was a um, he was a pro's pro and a true leader. Please tell me you got one pick in practice against against Manny. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got, got, got more than one. Got more than one. Got a couple. Got a couple. Good time. I uh, love it, Antoine. We wish you all the best. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us, and uh, just all the best with your foundation. And congratulations on all the things that you're doing. And uh, when you can bet on yourself, you know you're you're going to accomplish a lot. So that's a really good stuff. Congratulations on your career. Congratulations on your foundation. All right. Thank you guys. All right. All thanks, right. man. Appreciate it. We'll be in touch for sure. And uh, stay well. Antoine Bethea, Ralph and I'll be right back after this. Stay with us. To get into sports casting, you need experience just to get your foot in the door. I can't tell you how many times in my career, somebody will ask me, how do I get into your business? How do I become a sportscaster? The first thing I ask is, what have you done? Do you have any experience? And the answer is normally nothing yet. It's because they couldn't find a program that provided the real world experience that you need to get started. So I set out to create a program designed for the next wave of sportscasting talent. And my partner was an obvious one. Full Sail University, great track record in entertainment and media, great alumni group, and the ability to evolve as the industry changes. We're offering a bachelor's degree that combines the professional expertise that my fellow sportscasters and I have built our careers on with the technologies shaping the world of sports. To succeed in this business, you have to be ready for what's next. But the core of great sportscasting I don't think will ever change. And this program brings it all together. Welcome back to Center Court and the Winter Circle Network. I'm Mac McDonald. And, you know, when you think of Antoine Bethea and what he's been able to do with his website and with his foundation, the main thing, and he talked about it uh, in his book, that you bet on yourself because he was told many times, I'm too small, I can't play. But his, his, his theme is you can bet on yourself. And he wrote the book about it. He developed within his foundation a thing called ACES, his acronym, ACES, for accountability, collaboration, education, and sustainability. The Bethea Family Foundation has done a lot. You just heard about the Denby High School graduate uh, who spent a lot of time in the 757. He spent a lot of time on basketball courts all over Newport News. And now that, uh, you know, he has a sports bar. But more important than that, more important, uh, more, more important than being uh, an entrepreneur is that Antoine Bethea decided to step up and donate several things. He's working on prison reform. Uh, he's helping people without jobs, and he decided to donate a basketball court too, which, you know, all in all is a is a pretty good thing. But anyway, Antoine Bethea, a great story. And for the Bethea Family Foundation, we say all the best. That's really good stuff. Well, in the upcoming weeks, it's hard to believe that we are approaching October now, which means uh, basketball practice is going to be in, in full swing that, you know, the teams and I started to look at a calendar today. I, I was looking at a calendar to see a schedule 
Do you realize we start college basketball November 9th? The University of Virginia will take on Navy. Virginia Tech will play Maine, and then Virginia Tech follows and plays Navy on the 12th. But the 1st of November is going to be here very quickly. Teams have already been, you know, working out, and we are, we, we're going to be underway with college basketball, which is simply hard to believe. By the way, if you'd like to find out more about the Samson Family Foundation as well, it's easy. You can contact um, the email address is info at samsonbasketballacademy.com. And if you go to ralphsamsonbasketball.com, you can find out about not only the basketball camps and the basketball academy, but you can find out a lot about the Samson Family Foundation and how you can be a part of the Samson Family Foundation because really your support matters. You can make a donation right there. You can learn all about the mission, the initiatives, and the impact and things that they are doing. So just wanted to let you know that and throw in that plug as well. Center Court, you can find us uh, at Center Court Podcast 50 and at Ralph Sampson 50 on all social media platforms. So for Ralph Sampson and Antoine Bethea, I'm Mac McDonald. And for the Winner's Circle Network, I hope you all have a great week. You've been listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Our podcast is available on the Believe Network at BLEAV.com. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. For more information, log on to SampsonFamilyFoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. Teamwork makes the dream work. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh, there it is. Drawing board or... Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's one. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro Brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.